Matthew's Gospel, chapter 5. Matthew's Gospel, chapter 5, verses 13 to 16. Matthew's Gospel, chapter 5, verses 13 to 16. You are the salt of the earth, but if the salt loses its flavor, how shall it be seasoned? It is then good for nothing but to the but to be thrown out and trampled underfoot by men. You are the light of the world. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hidden. Nor do they light a lamp and put it under a basket, but on a lampstand, and it gives light to all who are in the house. Let your light so shine before men, that they may see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. Let's pray. प्रभु हम धन्यवाद देते हैं समय के लिए प्रभु आपके नाम की महिमा और स्तुति हो आपने हमें इस वचन को दिया है और हम आपके ओर देखते हैं प्रभु कि आप हमसे बात करें और जिस प्रकार प्रभु आपने हमें इस जगत की ज्योति बनाया पिताजी ताकि और हमारी सहायता कर प्रभु कि हम प्रभु आज के इस वचन को सुनकर प्रभु हम और भी इनक्रेज होने पाए और हम प्रभु उस जगत की ज्योति प्रभु जी आप जो आपने जिस ज्योति को प्रभु हमें दिया है उसे प्रभु हम लोगों तक पहुंचाने पर और प्रभु उस सच्चे परमेश्वर की ओर प्रभु हम प्रभु इस दुनिया को दिखाने वाले होने पाए पिता हमारे साथ अगर प्रभु हम अपने टेस्ट को ना भूलने पाए प्रभु हम जेम्स भैया के लिए धन्यवाद देते हैं प्रभु आपने उन्हें अपने वचन को दिया है जब वे प्रभु आपके वचन से बांटते हैं प्रभु आप उन्हें भर और प्रभु हमें 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 भी प्रभु उन्हें सुनने के लिए और प्रभु उन बातों को प्रभु हमारे जीवन में प्रभु जी एक्सेप्ट करने के लिए प्रिय प्रभु और उसे अप्लाई करने के लिए प्रिय प्रभु हमारी सहायता मदद करना पिता आपसे प्रार्थना है धन्यवाद प्रभु आपने प्रार्थना सुना आदर और सम्मान हम आप ही को अर्पण करते हैं प्रार्थना प्रभु यीशु मसीह के नाम में आमेन गुड मॉर्निंग आई थैंक दर्स ऑफ दिस वंडरफुल फेलोशिप फॉर इन्वाइटिंग मी दिस मॉर्निंग माई नेम इज जेम्स सुंदरराजन एंड आई एम द डायरेक्टर ऑफ द मिनिस्ट्री दैट यू मीट एट and many people many of you have given reviews but the reviews have most, mostly been based on this hall but wsoi is much more than just this hall alone and uh, this morning uh, i want to share with you about what we do as a ministry and out of this place many times you come in and you may be wondering what really happens in these closed doors inside outside the building but uh, i thank the elders for giving me this opportunity and uh, i hope that we could shed light and i could inspire you also through the today's message so we are worldcast outreach of india i'm going to introduce the ministry a little bit we're going to watch a video and then i'm going to go into today's word so we are worldcast outreach of india and uh, as this, as our vision say, says providing timely technology for the timeless truth so that all can hear the gospel uh the word cassette stuck to us we don't deal with cassettes anymore yeah, i i don't even think my daughter knows what cassettes are back in the day cassettes were big and uh, we started the ministry with cassettes many years ago a young missionary was walking down the streets of tamil nadu and as he was walking down he was distributing tracts this missionary had a passion to serve the lord he was chased out of his home because of his faith his new found faith in the lord jesus christ and after he was chased out he worked in a small church and because he had nowhere to stay so he worked in a small church distributing tracts and as he was distributing tracts he came across this young man sitting on a motorcycle he was loaded and you know he had everything he had the chains he had uh, the you know he looked he looked really rich and he had all these gold rings and so on so this young missionary walked up to him and handed him a tract and he was sitting on a bullet motorcycle so he, young man we know what a bullet stands for right it's those days it was considered to be 
a person who had a bullet, bullet was pretty wealthy. So he went and gave him this tract and asked him to read it. He said, it will change your life. Please read this tract, it may change your life. This man looked at him and politely refused. The young evangelist kept prodding him. He kept saying, please take it. It may change your life. It can change, it changed mine, it can change yours. But this man, he didn't refuse, didn't, didn't push him away, but he just said, no, it's okay, thank you. As the missionary turned away to walk, something burdened him. And he wanted to know, why did this person refuse to take the tract? So he went back to this person and asked him, Sir, if you don't mind, could you just tell me why did you refuse to take this tract? This man looked at him in a very ashamed, ashamed way. He said, What use is it to me when I simply cannot read? I have never been to school. As the missionary started walking away from this young man, it, it came a vision in his heart and he said, Lord, how am I going to reach people who can't read your word? How are they going to understand your love for their lives? your sacrifice for their life, how are they going to read the word and how are they going to come to know you? The only available medium those days was cassettes and players and it was considered a luxury. If you owned a cassette player at home, it was a luxury. And this missionary did not have a penny to spend on a cassette and a player. And, but he had this desire. He said, I can reach people through audio. And he prayed. He prayed hard. Fifteen years later, the ministry of WCY was founded. And that person was my father. My father founded this ministry in the year 1980, the year I was born. And uh, over the years, what started off a ministry with just one cassette, with one player and four cassettes, has been a ministry that has distributed lakhs and lakhs of audio Bibles to people who cannot read and write. Many of you may have not heard about the ministry much because we do not advertise. We try our best to make sure that the players and the devices that we distribute reach the hands of people who need it the most. So many times, you may not even have known that we have done about 90 Indian languages in audio, which is huge. But we do not talk about it because we want them to go to people who can't read. For us sitting here, we may have four or five Bibles at home, and we may read just one or bring one to church. But for a person who cannot read, this audio Bible becomes a necessity. And these audio Bibles are expensive. And, but we have been trying our best to import them. And we, we import them in very small quantities just to make sure that they go into the hands of people who need it. If we open up our stocks, I know for sure that our stocks will be done in a month. So we try our best to keep it low. Can we just change this slide? <clears throat> there are about 1,500 languages that are spoken in India. Did you know that? There are about 1,500 languages that are spoken in India. In, out of which only 300 languages probably have the Bible, the portion of the Bible, or the New Testament that has been translated in it. Even if the Bible is translated, many people do not engage with God's word because they can't read. It takes about, I think, uh, Benji is here from NLCI, so he would, he would know. It takes about, it's not easy, it takes about quite a lot of years to translate the New Testament alone. For example, the Garasia New Testament that was translated by the IEM ministry took them about 21 years to translate only to realize after translation that only 3% of the population could read. So the whole Bible that you translate is just going to lie in the shelves of people. They have a Bible, but they still can't open it, read it, and read it to understand. That is where WCY comes in. What we do, we, we bring in people, we find people, we bring them to our studios, and we record. To add to it, India also has the highest population of blind people in the world today. Can you believe that? 
we have the highest population of blind people. There are people who are born blind, but more number of people become blind during the course of life. And that could be because of diabetes, because of leprosy, because of some eye accident. I mean, some accident while operating last, last week, I just heard that 32 people lost their eyesight because of a cataract operation that went wrong. These are, these are issues. These are really big issues because if you can see today and tomorrow you go blind, you have to relearn life all over again. And those are the people who we meet during our distributions. And we understand that these are the people who are the most depressed because they could see one day and suddenly now they're dependent on their wife, they're dependent on their mothers, they're dependent on the children to take them anywhere. And the one thing they keep coming and telling us is we don't even have, there's no one to read the Bible for me. And the audio Bibles becomes a huge help for these people. What about stigmatized communities? People with leprosy, for example, people with HIV, they are stigmatized. People don't like to associate with them. So most times they become colonies and they live in these places where nobody even goes and touches them or talks to them. And it is really sad. It is really sad when you go to these colonies because when you go and when you just sit beside them, when you just talk to them, when you just hold their, their scarred hands in, in leprosy colonies especially, it, it, it speaks volumes about the love of Christ. And when you give the Bible and audio to them, it, it, it just speaks so much into their lives. And ourselves, too many people are too busy these days to read the Bible. It's true. We get, our lives are so busy. We get up in the morning, get our kids ready to school, send them to school. And then, you know, we go to work. The whole day we're at work. And sometimes it just becomes difficult to spend time in God's word. And we encourage people who are having such busy lives to also get an audio Bible. Next slide, please. <coughs> So how do we do it? How do we do it? So um, the work of WCY involves in recording. So we first work closely with Bible translators. And uh, we understand that when a language tra translation is going on, we contact them. We say that when, the, when your translation is ready, please come to us and we will start recording it. And then we wait for the, the translators and the community to choose two people to come to our studios. We don't go and choose them. We depend on the community to choose because we want the community, when they get the Bible back, to know who has read the Bible and that they have a good standing in the community as well. And each, and each recording takes about uh, 30 to 60 days. And people come. You may have seen some people. They come for our recordings. They stay with us. Uh, the studio is located on the first floor. Uh, they sit here. They record the language. It takes, it, it's not an easy job. It's very difficult because um, it's many people, for many people, this is the first time they even face a microphone. And they come into the studio, they sit in the studio, and sometimes they get nervous. Some people come from very remote parts of India, and they get a cultural shock when they come to, in, come to Bangalore especially. They can't even cross the road. And uh, we have had many recordings that have stalled because people just could not cope up with Bangalore. They, they felt it was too busy for them from their simple life. And many, many languages, I can show you, I can give you a list of languages that have stopped midway and have never continued till today. Next slide, brother. So distributions. Uh, the player that we distribute, is, it comes in a package like this. Okay? Uh, these are players that are imported and they are made in Israel. The Bible came from Israel. The players come from Israel too. Right? So uh, very strong players, very uh, compact, very strong. Uh, they are solar powered. So many places in India still do not have electricity. So don't go, go by what uh, the government is saying because we know in reality that electricity, the wires are there, but electricity comes once in a month. It's, it's, it's a fact. Once in a month. And I, I met a pastor in a, in a Mundari village last week who told me that he hasn't had electricity for almost two months now. And he has a solar lamp that he charges and he uses that solar lamp to also charge his Bible as well as his mobile 
as well as mobile phone. So these solar power devices are very important in those areas. Very strong players uh, can bear a lot of beating and um, very, very good quality. The reason that we invest in these players is because we know that even when you give this player there and come back, even if I go after a year or so, the players still work fine. And that is so important for us because uh, we do not want people to ever come back to us and say, you gave us low-quality players. Right? And many times we may not even have the opportunity to go back, but we want God's word to still speak to them. And uh, this player also has a flashlight in it. Very creative because thy word is a lamp unto my feet. So we want people to walk in the villages using this flashlight and listening to God's word. And that happens because they walk through the jungles with this flashlight switched on and they also hear God's word at the same time. And when you give something in their heart language, it makes a whole lot of a difference. You can speak to them in Hindi. You can speak to them in their state language of Kannada. But when you go to them and speak to them in their heart language, like Mundari or Ud or or Sadri or some, some language that is very close to their heart and makes a whole lot of difference. I always use this uh, example of, say, for me, example, if, I, if I'm outside India and I'm in a country and I'm in the supermarket buying something, and this country, for example, let's say it's Germany. I'm in Germany and, and everybody's speaking German around me. And if I hear one word in Tamil, one word in Tamil, you know, that would make me turn back and, he's my, he's my guy, Right? Imagine the same thing with God's word. You can speak to them in Hindi, you can speak anything. They don't have anything in, anything in the language, but when you take a Bible translation and record it and give it to them, it speaks volumes to them and they engage with God's word in a more better and meaningful manner. These, and, and, the, and the player again has a, has a lifted keypad so blind people can you know, just feel it and play it. You know, in the end, I want to show you a video. And uh, the video has, uh, it's amazing because we shot these videos during our distribution, very candid videos, uh, nothing, is, nothing was staged. Uh, you will see as the video goes by that you will see that people uh, and their reactions, when they listen to God's word, you will know how much these people really, really long for God's word. And when you provide that, what a blessing it is. Can you move the next stage? So we do distribute among the visually challenged. I met a pastor who said that he said, I can hear God's word anywhere and anytime. I do not need to depend on anyone, any, any, on anyone anymore. The Braille Bible is big and I live in a small house. The audio Bible is small and simple to use. This is the best gift I have received. Have you seen the Braille Bible? The Braille Bible is huge. It's about, uh, uh, it has about some 48 or 50 volumes, just the New Testament alone, and it is almost 10 feet high. Okay? And these people live in single-bedroom homes, and to keep a Braille Bible with them and open it up, it's heavy, and it's, they cannot bring it to church services. So it is very, very difficult. This makes life a lot simpler for them. You know, next slide, please, brother. This is an amazing story which I want to share. <clears throat> so the lady on uh, lady with the green sari, she is blind. She has leprosy and she is blind. And the lady uh, next to her is apparently her best friend. So after the distribution was done, you know, I, this, this, you know this, both these ladies walked up to me and they said, "Brother, can you explain this player for me?" So I held this other lady's the other lady's finger and I was just going through the player explaining it to her and then she said you teach me better the lady with the blue sari she said you teach me better brother because she's blind and I want to play it for her whenever she asks me to play it for her and as I held a finger and as I switched on the player you know both these ladies I have never seen this reaction in cities but both these ladies were weeping as soon as it said in Tamil it said Parasutta Vedaham and she started crying 
and she said yesappa nandri yesappa nandri and they were weeping and for me it was like i was moved my you know because i was watching them and for me it was like do i react like this when when i hear god's word we take our bible for granted don't we we have tens and tens and 15 maybe 15 bibles lying at home but how much do we really engage with it and for them just that word genesis chapter 1 and she was crying a few months later that same place same village i visited only to find the bible wound up in in, in rubber bands like that i told you this bible is very very tough right and it takes quite a beating to really get it to that shape most of these people living in this living in leprosy colonies don't have fingers okay fingers are such a blessing this many of them don't have fingers their their hands are so clawed that they they would push they would hold it and they would push they would push like this and imagine the number of times it has fallen down you see the edges the edges are broken and she wound it with rubber bands and the player was still working and i asked this lady sister you give this player to me you know i'll give you a new one you take a new one it's okay and uh, she said no can you repair this for me and for me i said no sister i'll give you a new one because i cannot take a keypad or something and replace this for, put, put just fix this back for you and she said something amazing she said brother but that's my bible you know for me it 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 was it was like a bolt you know it just hit me she said this is my bible and it took me a lot of convincing to convince her saying that we got a new model why don't you take this it's better than the previous one more stronger your fingers it's much easier she finally took it but it reminded me of something that uh, charles spurgeon once mentioned he said a bible that's falling apart usually belongs to someone who isn't how powerful was that statement and it just reflected on this ladies uh, she just wanted her bible back her precious bible back next slide brother so the garasia story i just spoke to you about the garasia people right so we had just, we had done the distribution among the garasia people and we came back and the missionary was telling us it was so difficult to work in that place because every time he would go sit there and he would start speaking to the garasia people people would just listen but nothing he wasn't sure what was really going inside and no one asked him questions so we we did the garasia distribution and the, we got a letter back a few months later saying that the players are amazing the reason because when i walk into homes now people have relevant questions people are asking me who is this jesus what is baptism why did jesus come into this world questions that were never asked before it helped me break the ice we leave a missionary behind and come so a missionary can go only once a week and visit a family but this missionary stays in the home communicates to them in their heart language and talks to them and leads leads them to christ next one brother the bison horn madia there's another language called the bison horn madia and uh, interesting community and uh, if you read this this is exactly the letter that i got from them one of the missionaries sent me this letter he said we used to gather in the village for worship every week but our village is located in an area where there are a lot of naxals the naxalites and the villagers stopped us from worshiping and this meant that mi- the missionary lost access to come and visit us and preach to us as well but the audio bible has been our missionary here you are listening to god's word in audio and are also making others listen as we work in the fields people may stop us from attending a church or gathering to worship but they are unable to stop us from listening to the audio bible thank you for helping us get an audio bible this is the impact that we get we we at living in cities are pretty comfortable but villages even gathering in communities especially in axlite villages gathering in groups is very difficult and for them just to have a bible in audio knowing that they can still listen to god's word knowing that they can still walk in the lord even when the missionary does not visit them is huge next slide brother 
This is the new latest project. I told you we are a ministry that started with cassettes but has, keep, but has, but has kept progressing. Right? So we are developing an app called Hum. I know some of you, at least Pradeep, I know has been working along with me in testing the app. If you would like to test the app for us, please, please let us know. Uh, we need more people to test. And we want, this is for people living in cities. You don't have to buy a device. You can listen to it on your smartphones. It's not released, but we're hoping to release it in the month of June. Uh, you can listen to the Bible in, any, in your heart language, in your device. And uh, the best part is we want people, uh, especially we want people who are secret Christians and people who are just curious to know the Lord to download this audio Bible and listen to it in secrecy. They can just put their headphones on and no one's going to know what they're listening to. And uh, we designed this app for, for, uh, for people like especially living in, in uh, Muslim homes, for example, where the Bible is completely cut off. You cannot even take a Bible home. But we know that a, by Bible and an app like this would make a whole lot of a difference. Look at the reactions. The reactions are pretty phenomenal. So. <clears throat> really making an impact. And we made this video for our staff to feel motivated when they see this because uh, many times we as working in the ministry can have a drain out as well. And this, because it's only me and another, another staff who go for most of these distributions. And to just carry back these images and show our staff and know that, look at the impact that we really are making and how God is using these tools. So please join with us. Please pray with us. You know, you can get in touch with us uh, by coming to our office, very close, you know, we know where the place is. Uh, or you can send us an email, uh, our, our details are here. Um, brother, can you just leave the slide on, because my, I'm not using So just, uh, you, can, you can take these details down. Uh, you can, we are on Facebook, so if you, can, if you want to follow up on the distribution updates and so on, if you want to volunteer for distribution, please come by as well. Right, so this morning, uh, I have very little time, but I'm going to try to make it. And uh, the passage that I chose this morning, uh, is a very uh, simple passage. I do not want to make a very big sermon. Um, so the passage that we're going to speak about is from Matthew chapter 5, verses 13 to 16. Thank you, brother, for reading the portion for me this morning. Um, it's a very important passage, but it talks about a very, very important ingredient that most ladies and most men love in our food. Doesn't, don't we? It talks about an important ingredient that every lady has to use in everything that she cooks or even a man when he cooks, it's called salt, right? And here we see Jesus comparing us to something such, it's a very, very obscure element, but it's a very important element as well. You know, before man invented the refrigerator, a lot of things were stored using salt. We stored meat using salt, and we still do. We still do. We still use uh, salt for probably storing our dry fish. Everybody here loves dry fish. I love dry fish. And we still use salt for storing our pickles, a lot of things still needs salt to be stored. It's used as a preservative. And salt, and you know, you can make the best food, you can, you can cook the best food, you can add all the best masalas, everything, but you forget to add that one single element. The whole morning, the, spend, the time you spent cooking is lost. You just add or add sprinkle the salt back into your food and it makes all the difference. Right? In Matthew chapter 4, we see the Lord beginning his preaching ministry. We see him walking in, different, in different, different places, asking people to repent, follow him, and turn from their evil ways. He healed many who came to them. And then in read, we read in chapter 4, end of chapter 4, that large crowds started following him. And in Matthew chapter 5 to chapter 7, it's often referred to as a Sermon on the Mount. It's a very, very important passage because this is where we really see and learn about Jesus' preaching ministry. And it is here 
that we also read about the beatitudes which is like which 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 every christian has has read about and we also read about the lord's prayer which is one of the most uh used prayer across the world we do not have time to dwell on all the three chapters of the sermon on the mount but this morning i just want to focus on that small passage that we read this morning and i hope that lord leads us to meditate on this and that we can find ways in which we can apply this in our life as we leave this place as well the word of the lord says that you and me are salt of the earth that is such an important statement because we just learned about how important salt really is we use it for almost everything we cook everything we store salt plays a very major role in in our kitchen we also see the lord jesus making this statement to believers who are following him our very presence as believers must make a difference in the society and today's world as well salt has many benefits it also is a healing agent it creates thirst it adds flavor by increasing the in, adds flavor to the food but jesus goes on he says but there's a word that goes on he just doesn't say you are the salt of the world he says but if salt has become tasteless as in if salt has lost its bite it is no longer good for anything jesus here introduces us to a very stern warning he says over here that if you remove a christian's responsibility to his church family there's nothing worthwhile that remains he or she becomes absolutely good for nothing as a christian we must influence our surroundings through the way we live our lives just as how salt makes its presence felt in everything that it's used you know both my mom and dad are the only christians in our family and uh, along with us now uh, but when they became christians uh, they were thrown out of their homes and uh, they started uh, their life without any relatives or any relations around them and many times when we go and tell them about jesus christ they are willing to willing to listen to us but really they do not it does not go beyond that there is no commitment that is made and it it really breaks a heart to see our relatives still away from the lord but we know one thing is that they are watching us they are watching our lives they are watching us and they know that we are very different and we have my mom has always told us this no matter especially when you are with your relatives please reflect jesus christ in your life because that is the only way they're going to know that we are different and probably that will bring them to the lord you know someone you know there's a person by william j thoms who once quoted he said be careful how you live you may be the only bible that some person ever reads that is so true because your people around us are watching us and they know that we as christians are very different and we need to make sure that we become like salt that influences its taste on anything it's used and like salt we must be unique to our family in the faith unique to our society unique to unique at work unique at church or we lose our influence and become and become insignificant like the layer of dust on the streets you know this morning uh, i want to talk about three practical aspects of salt and i want us to go back to our homes or to work, to work this this coming week keeping in mind these three aspects and hoping that we can apply it in our lives first like salt is spread out we need to spread out as well you cannot just uh, pour salt into food that is just not possible right you need to spread salt out and you need to use it in a way that it spreads out into the food salt just in one portion of the food doesn't make any effect at all to the entire food right you know my mom when she was uh, when when my mom and dad when they were married they were living in a uh, in chennai and um, my mom does not know how to cook she did not know how to cook at that point in time now she's an excellent cook but during those days she did not know how to cook so she decided to cook for my father after the first day after they were they were staying together in this house and uh, she decided to make rice and dal 
so she took rice and she didn't she has never been into the kitchen so she did not know how much salt to add so she took one cup rice and one cup salt okay and then one cup one cup dal and one cup salt right because she thought that's the measurement same thing goes with chili powder turmeric powder everything my dad had a very difficult lunch that afternoon they told me that after that took place my dad told her we'll just buy curd and rice and manage so when he used to come for lunch he would buy some curd and some pakoras and he say he said he told her just make rice don't add salt we'll just we'll just we'll just manage so that's how the life started but you just cannot pour salt right you have to sprinkle it and you know many times we as christians tend to huddle together we don't spread out and like salt jesus wants us to spread out you know we get very comfortable with our own society with our own people even in offices when we go if we find a christian friend we just huddle up there how are you making a difference when you just stay with your group of people you need to spread out and unless you spread out people are never going to read into your lives and know how different you really are you know the early missionaries for example left their comfort zones you and me sitting here this morning is an example of what what motivated them to do that they spread out like salt they came to our came to our cities they came to our to our grandparents or probably great grandparents and spoke to them about christ you and me sitting here is because of a work of a missionary who left his home left everything came here and spoke to us about jesus christ they chose to be used like salt they chose to spread out the second point i want to talk to you about is salt adds taste we all know that right but no one talks about this taste much unless it's missing right no one ever says wow the salt is so good right you just don't hear that comment when you eat food people don't say wow the salt is so tasty but they say the food is tasty right if it's so that's how we ought to be as well nobody should so the the as children of god we must add flavor to the world by our godly lives a life with zero compromises and we must aspire to be a person people around us look us look up to in many in many places christians are very highly recognized they are known for the integrity they known for the sincerity uh, there are a few ias officers that are very famous who are christians and they are known because they are so sincere because they choose to be that way and when you choose to be different in a world that is making so many compromises people read into it right and salt is like that it is it isn't the food but it just doesn't make its presence so well felt unless it's not used if it's used it's felt and we must be like that if we must be there to in society and make a difference in society by 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 and through our lives third salt is very different and has no substitute am i right you can't say there's no salt this morning so let's add some chili powder or let's add some turmeric powder salt is salt there is absolutely no substitute for salt and you cannot keep salt in a bottle and say like look at the salt and eat your food you can't do that it has to be applied and we as christians must apply ourselves in society to be to be known by people and to be recognized that we are different and that is what jesus wants us to do he wants us to be part of the society by applying ourselves you know there is there is a term that is uh, you know there's a term that's used uh, uh, by people it says it's called rabbit hole christians where we are like rabbits we come out pop up uh, attend our christian fellowships pop back inside we pop up go to church and then pop back inside and we are not supposed to become like that we are supposed to be used by god allow god to use us and there is no substitute to a christian a christian is a christian right just like there is no substitute to salt and i want to talk about uh, 
we as Christians ought to be different. The greatest tragedy in Christianity today in its changing and checkered history has been our tendency to become like the world. We just compromise and we have become like the world. But God chooses us to be different. As light is in the, from the depths of darkness, how it shines out like that God wants us to shine out as well. We are authentically different and we must make a difference in a dark world. You know, a few years ago I visited this leprosy colony and uh, everybody, there was this 100% Christian, Christian colony and, uh, but the names were like Mustafa, Shivakumar, Shivaprakash, you know, and uh, Subramaniam. So I, I asked this person, when I was distributing, I asked them, how come you guys are all Christians? What, what, uh, what made the change? They were all older people, really scarred people. And uh, one old man came and I, and I asked him, what made you become Christian? How was this whole colony Christian? He told me, he said that when we were sent out of our homes, we had nowhere to go. So we came to this place where there was a mission hospital close to this colony. So we settled close, by, close around this colony and we would walk to the mission hospital and get treated. And he said, those doctors and nurses, those dirty ulcers, they, you know, this uh, leprosy is a very terrible disease. It makes you smell a lot as well because of the ulcers in your body. And uh, they said that in spite of all the drawbacks that we had, our whole family had chased us out. But here were a group of doctors and nurses who took us, they washed our wounds, they treated us with a smile and they dressed our wounds and took care of us so well. He said that that made the difference. He said, when we asked them, why are you doing this? When the whole world is rejecting us, why are you doing this? They said they do it because of Christ. They do it because of Christ and they are different than other people. You know, he, you know that one single statement brought almost the whole colony to become Christians. And today they live in faith. The, the mission hospital is closed. There's no longer the mission hospital is still not there. But a church is established in that particular village because of the sacrifice and the work that the doctors and nurses did on these people. They exhibited the love of Christ and they chose to be like Saul, be different and work on these people. Are we willing to do that? We are responsible. If you read Jesus' words correctly, you will see that more than just being salt and light, you and I are responsible for the salt not losing its bite and the light not becoming obscure or hidden. Every once in a while, it's, it's helpful to ask very hard questions of ourselves. True, true servants of God do more than just talk. We refuse to become, like I said, rabbit hole Christians. We just don't have to keep popping out for uh, these Christian events, popping out for uh, Christian services, then raising back into our holes and not talking about Christ to anyone but just to our own community. But we need to spread out. For salt to be tasted and light to be seen, we must make contact. And unless you make contact with your near and dear ones, with, your, with the love of Christ that you have experienced, people are never going to understand you. We are personally responsible to win the world for Christ. We personally are responsible. We are personally responsible for winning our neighbors. You know, a young missionary was uh, talking to his church and encouraging his believers to uh, go out and spread God's word, you know, talk to people. And then after the service was over, he was just standing outside greeting people. And an old lady walked up to him and she said, uh, Brother, I'm so old. You know, I, I, I barely make it to church and I go back home, I sit at home. Where do I have a chance to talk to people about Christ? So this young missionary looked at her and he said, Amma, tell me this, who visits your uh, home the first thing in the morning? And she said, oh, the milkman comes. She asked him. He asked her, does he know the Lord? She said, oh, I, know. I, never, I, never, I never asked him that. Then he, she, then he asked her, who comes next? She said, the vegetable vendor. 
Have you ever spoken to him about the Lord Jesus Christ? Have you ex- exhibited the love of Christ in his life? Who comes next? The newspaper man. Have you invited him over for a cup of tea? When he comes working all working early in the morning, do you call him in and just say come have a cup of tea and just share share the share the love of God with him? Have you done that before? You know, we have ample opportunities and ample you know, uh, times that we could actually share God's love through our lives and even through making contact with people. But we just refuse to even go that distance and make that plunge. Taking the plunge sometimes is the most difficult thing. Second, we must be, third, we must be influencers. Just like how salt influences taste of anything we eat, we must be influencers in the society we live in. Often we fail up, fail to stand up and be the change. Salt influences the taste greatly. You can add all the spices, all the chili you want, all the turmeric you want, all the garam masala, everything, but you just forget that one single ingredient called salt or element called salt and it makes all the difference. In this world there are so many unbelievers adding so much color and spice to this world. Unless we become like salt and influence the taste of taste influence the taste by our godliness, this world will never be a good place. Our influence in this world as born again believers who have tasted the love of Christ is in our lives and vowed to live godly and pleasing lives acceptable to the Lord will make a difference when we choose to make the difference in the dark world. You know this morning my time is up this morning as I close I want to reflect on the many people who were like this salt that our Lord Jesus spoke about. You know many missionaries as I mentioned earlier took the task of becoming salt and light of this dark light in this dark world. and we are examples sitting here this morning because of the flavor that they added through in our lives probably not directly to us but through our ancestors you know and the lord this morning expects you and me to be like this amazing ingredient in this hopeless and lost world the lord expects you and me to be the change the world needs the lord is looking at you and me you can become salt only when you have a personal relationship with the lord jesus christ you can only bring about this difference he he alone can bring about this difference in our lives If you do not know him today, it's time that you realize that you need this savior in your life and accept the Lord as your own personal Lord and savior. And we are, and may we be allowed, may may we allow ourselves to be used like salt and God and help and allow God to use us like salt and sprinkle us in this world, sprinkle us in the office that we are at and spread out, spread out, speak about God, speak about speak about the love of Christ through the way we live and may we add the flavor that this world desperately needs. The world is looking out for a savior. and is looking at our, our lives and looking at us unless we make contact unless we may unless we influence and unless we choose to be different like salt we can never change this world let's pray <clears throat> dear father thank you for this wonderful morning you given us lord and thank you for this privilege that you given me to share uh, your word this morning lord lord thank you for this wonderful passage where you speak about a very small insignificant um element lord that we use in our everyday lives Lord you chose us you choose us and you you are still willing to use us Lord we pray Lord Jesus that we would be willing to be used willing to be spread out and willing to influence our influence the world through our lives and uh, through through our families Lord Lord help us to be used in your name I pray amen